Okay, okay, we got your call. We're here. What's the emergency? Inquisitors? There are no inquisitors coming after our cargo ship. <laughs> no, load up. PBDO does not have the force. He's a droid. He has simple tricks and nonsense. Magnets, remote controls. Trust me, the most valuable thing that we have on this ship is that large box of full screen episode 3 DVDs that we've been hauling around for a while. <laughs> Nobody is going to come for us, okay? Hey, but that doesn't mean we don't have work to do, all right? We got a podcast to record. Open up those cargo bay doors. We got to talk about Obi-Wan episode 1 and 2. Evil. Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being transmitted to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. here with my co-host as always, Adam B. And hey, if you're out there listening to this right now, thank you so much for being here with us in the Cargo Bay. It's an exciting day, BC. Ooh, I, I, I the, the, the force is flowing through me. There's a lot of, a lot of Star Wars excitement all over the place. Uh, yeah, VC, you you watched this thing. What time did it drop? It dropped a little early. It dropped last night. It dropped eleven Central Standard Time. So I was I okay. was still at work because I work I worked the late shift. Uh, I I checked checked my Twitter and there was a big old notification that said, "Hey world, you don't have to stay up until two a.m. Central Standard Time to watch <laughs> this." I said, "Thank goodness." Thank goodness. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, because we knew we were going to record this morning. Yeah. So you would have had to wake up very early, which is, you know, prime time to watch new TV show is when you're up earlier than you're used to and the sun is coming up. And to be fair, I did still wake up early to rewatch and take my notes, but it it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Um, so, no, because they have in the past dropped at midnight Pacific time. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is, is wild. Yeah, not terrible for you. Not as great for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm usually at, at least an hour, an hour past when I would be asleep at that point. Uh, so very good news. So, I mean, for me, just I mean, probably the best possible viewing experience that one could have for Kenobi. I, I dare you to try to top my viewing experience of Kenobi being released a little bit early. Why don't you just go ahead and try? Huh? Tell me. Tell me how all you right, watch right, Kenobi. Right, tell me how right, you watch right. Kenobi. How about this, BC? Okay. Somehow, um, without knowledge that it was going to happen to me, I wound up at the premiere, the red carpet premiere, to watch episodes one and two in the room with much of the cast and crew of the show. It was a big theater. I wasn't sitting next to to Ewan or Hayden or anything, but they were in there, and I was in there too. How about that? I got a poster, BC. I got a poster. Okay. That cool. So, your experience was a little more memorable than mine, perhaps. Fine. However, we both got to watch the same exact show <laughs> as everybody else. Uh, even if I wasn't in the same room as Ewan and Hayden and all the cast and the crew and whatever. 
still we can we can talk about my extreme luck uh and good fortune on our hobby talk episode which we'll release shortly after this but uh i won't i won't gloat too much (laughs) we'll just get get on into the show if i were you i'd be pounding my chest around town non-stop gloating like i'd just be like (laughs) i watched kenobi with kenobi Um, (laughs) it was it was incredible i will never get to have an experience like that again i don't imagine i did not expect to get to go to a star wars premiere event at any point in my life so that was amazing yeah super there i go again Super exciting. We use super on this podcast sometimes. You know what? We're human beings. We say things. We do. Um, we, have, we, <laughs> we say things. We have tendencies that we notice. Uh, yeah. But this is an important episode, so I'm going to try not to say like very much. Um, you're, I assume, going to try not to say super. Um, if you catch any other obnoxious words, let us know in the comments. Likes and ums excluded, please. We know. Uh, (laughs) We got it. Yeah. So there that is. Yes. Very, uh, very exhilarating experience that you got to have watching that. Uh, I got to watch it in the solitude of my own apartment, uh, which was very nice, uh, being that it was earlier than expected and did not have to stay up super late to watch it. Super late. But it is super late. I don't. I don't. I'm not apologizing for that one. <laughs> There's not, a, that's not another way to describe that. Two a.m. Two in the morning. Super late. <laughs> uh, if I'm putting that on my watch or in my calendar. So yes. So uh, just a buzz yesterday with just the anticipation of it being released and the fact that it came out early was just uh, was, yes. I was like, thank you so much for that. Job well done, Star Wars. It seemed like everything at Celebration was was going smooth. Again, we'll talk about your experience a little bit more on Hobby Talk. Um, but, but yeah, let's, let's, um, let's move on and not tease too much of that. I do want to tease something else though. Uh, be on the lookout because we are known here at the cargo bay for our giveaways and we've got a very special giveaway this week. Isn't that right, Adam B? Uh, that is uh, right. BC, I got something here that I don't really want to give away because of how cool it is. We have a PSA graded, uh, six. A sticker from 1977, Tops. It's Obi-Wan himself. It's a really cool-looking sticker. Check our socials for more information on that. Uh, Just a cool card giveaway uh, at the Cargo Bay Pod pretty much everywhere. So check that out if you're interested. And later on in this episode, we will give you a secret code that you can email us for an extra entry. So, uh, yeah, with that, BC, should we... Should we start talking about Obi-Wan? Because I'm dying to talk to you about it. Yeah, right after this. Major spoilers warning. If you haven't watched Kenobi yet, stop stop listening now. Pause. Come back to us. Go watch the episode because we are going to spoil everything about these first two episodes. So you have officially been warned. Major spoilers coming up for the first two parts of Kenobi. And I will give another warning before we get into theories. Um, so I won't be talking about theories or predictions uh, until we give another warning. If you you don't want to hear someone else's, you know, mumbo jumbo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So without much further ado, you've been warned. Spoilers ahead. We're going to go into sort of an episode recap rundown. So we'll just start at the top uh, by giving giving you the recap. That there's a recap at the beginning. Uh, (laughs) You get a nice little here's uh, episodes one through three and everything you need to know about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker 
going into this. Uh, so you get a nice little edit, little cut of those movies in case you're Wait, new to Star whoa. Wars. I don't know that I got this. <gasps> this was right at the top for you. BC? Which just makes your celebration experience a little less for me, if I'm the, being the, honest. My, the only thing I got was it cold opened with the Order 66 so there's flashback. A, there's a pretty solid little recap on on the on the oh. on the D plus uh, where you can it, it it essentially goes from you know all of the highlights and moments from episodes one through three. She's kind of giving Weird. backstory. I want to see that. It's okay. Well, I guess they just knew we didn't need it. No, they're this, like they're like Star Wars. Yeah, convention. they're like these nerds probably don't need to know. <laughs> they don't need to go over Mustafar again. Yes. Well, that's crazy though, BC, because. I don't know. I think that would be a pretty different experience to get a recap and then go into Order 66 versus just like black screen. Boom. <laughs> where Clearly, Order 66 is about to occur. And I, uh, I, I, I liked it, too. Like, I'm obviously I, I would have been one of those people. I am one of those people like, yes, I know all of this. But it is a nice like, hey, if if you're not a total nerd like us and just have a Star Wars podcast and consume as much Star Wars as you can, but maybe you're coming to this for the first time. Here's, here's how we got here. It's a good, yeah. it's a good catch up. For, helpful. Yeah. It's, and I think, you know, this has potential. I mean, I, we'll never know the the true numbers or, you know, how many viewers or whatever are happening for this sort of stuff, but it seems like this has been, it's been getting a huge push by Disney plus obviously it's got you and McGregor. It's got star power. It's got name recognition. I think this is probably going to bring in, more than just like the casual fans, like people who have a passing interest in Star Wars are going to come and so. watch this. People who maybe aren't as familiar with all of the things that we spend our time talking about. So great recap for people just coming into this for the first time, uh, which I really enjoyed. And then picked up, you know, you get sort of the Kenobi. We're going into Order 66 now. So we and I, I, I like this. I like going into it. We get a nice accounting of the Jedi compared to some of the performances that the Jedi give in Attack of the Clones. We see some some good lightsaber action, a valiant defense, but ultimately an untimely death. I so this was the hardest scene to see for me. Mm. Like it was pretty dark, and I was up in a balcony with like some lighting in the balcony, you know. Um, so I couldn't really tell like the fidelity of the visual effects. Like so, I don't know how good it looked, but from what I could see, I loved the uh, the Jedi who was on the defense. It looked like some of the coolest lightsaber stuff I've seen in a movie <laughs> or, or excuse me, a TV show. Yeah, a TV this series. Is a TV show. This is a television program, <laughs> but not really. It's a streaming program because television, as we know, it's a different thing altogether. It seems like it's now. an old new era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a broadcasting system. Not anymore, friends. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I the effects look great. I, I I was I was stoked about oh, <laughs> about seeing it. I was in in my first thought was like oh again like I uh, Order sixty six is always a great a great piece of content for Star Wars like it's it's just it's so universe it's it's universally expanding right it's it's everywhere yeah. so to get those different slices that we see in Attack of the Clones you get it right here in the Jedi Temple uh, you see a Jedi like not just turning around and being like blasted to death and be like hey. What's going on? Um, <laughs> yeah. But they see some confidence. Yeah, before de de death. defending defending some younglings, you know, some little Padawan learners. Uh, 
That was a really cool uh, directed sequence because like the, the broad strokes of having to protect the entire group of children uh, yes. from laser blasts was really cool. <laughs> and then you get the wide once they get to where that bridge is and you yeah. see it happening in other locations. You're like, good, good, good Order 66 moment here, uh, which which essentially, you know, and then those younglings take off. Will we see more of them later? Who knows? Possibly, but we I definitely. Have some, I have some, yeah, theories yeah. related to that. We'll talk about yeah, later. I, I, I think it's not a coincidence that they started the series with this, and, yeah. and that throughout, <laughs> we kind of get the there. Yeah, there's other, you know, force sensitive Jedi like people out there still. Uh, so yeah, uh, important first beginning, but also a kick ass beginning too. Yeah. I thought yeah. very <laughs> nice opening, very strong, uh, and then we're gonna go to the Inquisitors arriving. On Tatooine. Uh, Ooh. I love this soundtrack here, uh, BC. I was a little worried because I like the direction they've taken the TV soundtracks. I thought this might be all kind of throwback classical. Uh, throwback. I don't know if that's the correct term. I thought it would sound like the original trilo trilogy strictly, perhaps. Yeah. I like that we got some of the weird new stuff going on here. I thought uh, it sounded really cool when they were coming out. I think John Williams still has his fastball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, John Williams is credited with doing the theme, the oh. Obi-Wan theme, but I don't think he's in charge of other music. Interesting. Then I need to find out who is because we'll get we'll get to a, a musical moment that I really enjoyed later. Uh, a quick, quick note there, BC. When I was at Celebration yesterday, one All of the big right, surprises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many more times <laughs> I was at Celebration? Okay, sorry. Go on. But they, they're like, hey, it's John Williams 90th birthday. You're going to be a part of Star Wars history because you're about to hear, you know, the world premiere of the theme for Obi-Wan because we were like, how does Obi-Wan not have a theme? And so they brought John Williams out to conduct that. Uh, and it was incredible. It was incredible to see that man in front of me uh, because, you know, I think you and I are both of the the opinion that he is one of the like the strongest creative forces alive on the planet. <laughs> like he's he, he's been responsible for more art than most artists. Just, just <laughs> like most art in my life. Just I mean. Google his IMDb resume and just be wowed by his output of work and how much he tends to make every movie better by having his work involved yeah. in it. So yeah, yeah. A pretty amazing that you were able to, to be in the room and watch him do some conducting at the ripe old age of 90 still. He's out there, he's doing it. Oh man, he's full of vigor and joy. The The key to longevity is being boyish, I think, or, or uh, you know, boyish as gendered. Take whatever, you know, you know what I mean. A youth, being youthful. A youthful, <laughs> a youthful uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, so the music when the Inquisitors arrived. Did you like that too? I liked everything. That kind of, yeah. The the beginning on Tatooine, you know, it's it is kind of a hard cut going from or sixty six yeah. to then going into Tatooine. You're like, okay, it's a bit of a time jump, but it's like it makes you think, oh, that Order sixty six stuff is going to come into play in a more important way than just than than just like this happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So going into the Inquisitors and then doing the the search in the saloon, you've got the Grand Inquisitor, you've got uh, Reva. The third sister, you've got the fifth brother. You get kind of the nice juxtaposition between the two approaches where you've got the Grand Inquisitor. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to monologue around. 
I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be very patient. That's the key to hunting a Jedi. And Rev is like, I'm going to throw a knife at someone's face. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find the Jedi in here. I did love when he's circling around talking about how their compassion leaves a trail and you've got like the lightsaber marks in the wall. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's good visual storytelling. (laughs) I mean, it's great visual storytelling. And and even that like the moment that I was talking about where she chucks the knife, the characters are right there from the beginning. Right. We're going to get that he's patient, he's persistent, he's investigative, and she's impulsive. And she's a gung-ho. And that's very much the clash that is set up right from the start between these two characters. So it's it's interesting that there's that tension built into our antagonists in the show, uh, or who seem to be our primary antagonists until we get to, spoiler, Darth Vader, uh, who I imagine <laughs> will be a pretty big antagonist as we go forward. Uh, but you 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 get the sense that you know he calls her reckless. She's she's uh, very impulsive. She's very in your face. Uh, she's you know we get this confrontation with a a just a Jedi scrap is what we're calling this this young fellow at this point. He's just the scraps. <laughs> um, so uh, it's it's clear that she has her eyes set on something bigger, a bigger prize. Who could could it be? Could it be the hero of our program, Obi Wan Kenobi? In fact, it is, um, and the Grand Inquisitor says he is not yours to find. Interesting little tidbit that gets dropped in there. Uh, so uh-huh. we, we're set up with the tension between those two, and then we're going to cut to just a regular old Joe working the line, cutting oh, up some man. space fish. I love, I love this uh, this setting. Uh, great. A, a great idea great execution of like here and there's a lot of that in this show where it's like we're gonna make a cool set and it's gonna be cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to have like purpose in the world and look look rad um so w- when we're coming in on that big fish being harvested or whatever that thing that fell out of the sky was um i was i w- that's the point at which i was like all right deborah chow you got me uh you got my full faith and confidence let's let's go on this ride yeah, and again, great storytelling here. You, you, we get that Obi Wan is is just a regular guy now because he's working on a line. You know, like he's yeah, he's yeah. just punch. He's literally punching the clock in this. <laughs> yeah, I like, like the punch in, punch out, gonk. It's it's <laughs> gonk, gonk. It's relatable. You know, it's it's relatable seeing Obi Wan is just a just a guy who's who's punching the clock. And it's and can't stick up for anybody. No, because boy, you—it's only half of the pay. You got something to say about it? Obi Wan Kenobi does, but Ben does not. So he, yeah. he keeps his mouth closed. He walks away. There's a lot of these moments where he's—you know—he's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to stay silent. Can't reveal himself. Can't can't show that he's a Jedi. Otherwise, he'll get ordered sixty sixth. Because they're they're <laughs> after him. Uh, so yeah, he'll get inquisitized. He'll be he will be inquisited. Uh, so he goes, so we see him punch out. He takes his space camel, the Eopi. Uh, he's going home. We see him do a little bit of his, his, his daily routine, which is always nights, which does include, and I, I hate to say it and give low dump any sort of credit, but a low dump Insta stew makes an appearance in Obi-Wan, you know, you just add a little water and you got an LD stew. Yes. Yeah, low dump. We know you're proud. <laughs> 
You deserve to be. Yes. Well, Blow Dump Stew made it onto the show. Well, it's better than those soggy boxes of stew he was sending out. He finally figured that you got to do the Insta style where you add the water yeah, yeah. after you send it to people. So good job, Blow Dump. Uh, good job to that delicious looking gray stew uh, uh-huh. that, that Obi-Wan's eating. Uh, we get a nice little interaction with the Jawa. Tika. Oh, man. Tika the Jawa. Awesome. I'll, I'll, I'm going to let you take it away as my Jawa expert here. I, I'm just a fan. I'm a Jawa fan. Um, I'm excited to see them always. And, you know, this being kind of a comic relief scene, uh, it, it works really well for me. I thought it was funny. As a big mega Star Wars nerd with a bunch of Star Wars nerds, we were all laughing like crazy uh, throughout that <laughs> that scene. Oh. And also it gives us a chance to see some of like the E1 like kind of comedy vibes that he has from the prequels, you know, in the middle of this dark, dark show. Yeah, it's it's it, the 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 comedy plays really well. It's not like super broad. It's very specific in terms of what it is. I like because, you know, he he's getting the he's getting he's getting a toy for Luke. Very sweet. Oh, man, this is a big deal for me, BC, because one Big shout out and rest in peace to Colin Cantwell. Uh, Colin Cantwell just recently passed away. um, And he built that model that Luke, you know, is playing with in Star Wars Episode Four. That was a completely Colin Cantwell collection. My first experience with Star Wars was inside the cockpit of a T-16 on Star Wars Rebel Assault when I was like three years old. and so it, it and also one of my favorite trading cards in the world is a T-16. But I did. I love that we we imbue that object with some meaning here and that it's like, wow, OK, this T-16 is important. Um, and I wish Colin could have seen it. Maybe he did. Maybe he knew they were going to use it. I hope they'd, I'm <laughs> they sure let him know that his model would be a part of the thing. Yeah, um, I mean, they because they would have filmed this so long ago that surely that that would have been part of it. So, yes, uh, major. Major shouts and big rest in peace um, for a huge part of Star Wars. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it yeah. It's, wouldn't be the same without him. Yep. It's it's that the way that these things keep being imbued with meaning as time passes and people pass is is always I don't know. It's kind of beautiful, actually. Um, for Yeah, it was like really touching yeah. to me when I saw that model. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, oh boy, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, get, I'm getting the feels from this broken toy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we, we've got the toy. Uh, he gets his vaporator part back that was stolen by Tika. <laughs> so you know, hey, at least time hey, clean the part for me. So you, again, you, you get a nice little bit of banter there, kind of lightens some of the the heavy load that we've been dealing with so far through the episode. So, you know, it kind of gives us a hint that it's not going to be all doom and gloom and death and hunting. And then uh-huh. uh, we, we have uh, after that. So we've got Obi-Wan uh, has has some bad dreams. He's essentially yeah, got some. This... It's a, the condensed version of the recap at the beginning of all the bad things that happen. Yeah. And then is, is this before he talks to Qui-Gon or tries to talk to Qui-Gon? So he he has the moment where he dreams, wakes up and goes master Qui-Gon. OK, so it's like he's calling to him, which obviously would just plant that seed right now that Qui-Gon Jinn is coming to Kenobi. 
<laughs> this this was exciting because this is part of the old canon, you know, as like Obi-Wan's experience trying to commune with Qui-Gon for like years because Yoda told him to. Yeah. Um, More training I just, have for you, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And he just feels kind of insane praying, basically praying to his dead master. Uh, so it's cool to see that on screen. Um, and I like that flashback, too, of course. Um, it's cool to see that footage used in an effective way. Yeah. So we're it's. The flashback is great. The fact that we get seed number one planted for Qui-Gon is great because it, it just makes me the anticipation for what it, whenever that scene happens, I'm going to be super stoked, uh, super. I don't care my use of super that it accurately explains <laughs> how I feel about this. I'm going to be super jacked for that scene uh, in anything Qui-Gon uh, I'm going to be on board for. So we get that hint. Uh, so he's got he calls out to Qui-Gon. So we're definitely going to be moving in that direction eventually. Uh, he goes out and goes on a little night walk uh, uh, or he's going to go check on Luke. He's got his little little goggles uh, that we've seen several shots of. I think almost all of the promotional footage that we saw were from these two episodes. Yeah, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So we, yeah. we see a lot of kind of we're getting to some of those familiar things where we see Luke hopping up on the house while Owen is like, hey, man, you got to get back and do your chores, kid. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's dreaming of flying. So we, we see that shot that we've seen so many times of him on top of the homestead uh, doing his imaginary flying. And, you know, Obi-Wan's like, I got I got the right present for this kid. Uh, so at night we see him kind of just like sneak into their house and drop off this toy. Yeah. Being a creeper. Yeah. It's... Obi, Obi's been broken for 10 years. Uh, the, the only meaning he has in his life is to sneak into this kid's house and like it, drop off a I, toy. I was kind of like, you know, why is Owen so mad at Obi-Wan? But they're like, the guy just sneaks into his house at night and leaves <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> you know, that's a weird thing to do. That's uh, very strange. Yeah. So we've got him dropping off the T-16 toy. It's the T-16, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's dropping off the T six toy, T sixteen toy in the middle of the night, um, to encourage maybe you know say, hey Luke, see you know isn't this exciting? What out? What's out there? Uh, and then he's gonna head back on his space camel. Uh, he's going back home. And then we get some like, there's some noises in the desert. There's some tension. What's going on? What's happening? And it is, uh, Nari, Nari. Nari, the Jedi scrap, the Jedi scrap from earlier in the episode, <laughs> who's like Obi Wan, man. Thank God you're here. And he's like, I'm not Obi-Wan. I'm Ben. He's like, no, you're the Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi because you look exactly like him. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> Shows him his lightsaber. And uh, and we get we get a real refusal of the call to adventure from Obi-Wan of, yeah. se of several refusals that he's going to have in this episode. And he's like, hey. Which I love it. I love, you know, Obi-Wan being like, nah, the Jedi are screwed up, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's. Yeah, he's 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 very clear, you know, stay hidden, live a normal life. The fight is done. We lost. And then uh, Nari's like, what happened to you? You were once a, a great Jedi. And Obi-Wan's like, you didn't get the memo. The time of the Jedi <laughs> yeah, is yeah. over. We're done. Uh, so that that's sort of how we leave Obi-Wan there. And then cut to the the big reveal of this episode we're on Alderaan, and we are dressing yeah, yeah. little Leia Organa, or so we think. 
Uh, turns out to be a little misdirect because Leia's... Which I appreciate. Oh. Like, it's a much... It's, it makes that scene a million times better than if it would have just been like, oh, we're gonna... Here's this big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love the misdirect. I love the way that they introduced it, too, is and that it is entirely costume-based. They don't have to show yeah. you the character's face and you're like, Leia Organa. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're right there. You're on board with it. And then you get the reveal that Leia's playing a trick on her mom. She's actually out hiding. She thought it would be funny. And the the score that we have for Leia is this is a, a musical moment that I noted that I really like the sort of like adventuring, fun music as she's like running through the woods, climbing the trees. You know, she's got her little droid pal Lola uh, with yeah. her and she's watching the ships take off. Very reminiscent of Luke in a lot yeah. of ways. They're twins, duh. But the <laughs> fact that we're starting to get her imbued into this story and saying, hey, Star Wars fans, we all love Luke Skywalker, but let's not forget Leia is as important, if not more important, to the entire and endeavor. has a more interesting childhood oh, than a farm boy. <laughs> yeah, than, than a kid who is constantly being told to do his chores. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like she's got like palace intrigue and, and all, all those sorts of things going on in her life. It's not like, all right, go clean some sand, boy. You know, it's, it's <laughs> she's she's got a, a more active and interesting life. And so I having this be the big reveal for me, I was like, brilliant. This is this is like a masterstroke of storytelling. Great misdirect on all of the promotional advertising because I think a lot of us assumed a lot of is, you know, the protection of Luke Skywalker, which, yes, it is. But then we get tossed into this other adventure that we're going to continue to go on. So, uh, and I, I want to say now, uh, right, right quick, I don't love watching children on screen. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't even like the idea of child actors. Really. I mean, children like in general are <laughs> offensive. Kind of kids. Yeah. No, I, 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 what I mean by that is like, uh, it's harder for me to suspend my disbelief because part of me is always going to be worried about the future of the child who is now going to be a megastar at such a young age. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but whatever, like life is life. Uh, and, and also I, even though and the other part of it is to me very rarely is child acting like always knocking it out of the park right you know they're they're children it's a hard job and it's like i don't know but i think for the most part uh i'm cool with this like i think it's good for the show and i think the actor does a good job um so like i I don't know. I'm cool with it. I'm just, I was uneasy when it was like, uh oh, is this going to be a lot of the show is is kids? It's like, yeah, it is, but it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. It d definitely is uh, going to be a lot of kids. I think it's going to be a lot of. And, and to be clear, I do not hate children, BC. That's all that I heard they... was that you hate children. Uh, anyone else, if you heard that AB hates children, uh, drop a comment and confirm this man hates children. I mean, do they terrify me? Do they see right into my soul? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're tiny little fingers. <laughs> Weird. No, yeah. I, I, I was very much uh, on board. I thought her, I thought her, and the thing that really won me over was I was like, this kid's good. Yeah. At, at first yeah. I was kind of, because I'm always kind of worried about children actors because acting is hard for adults <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and more so for kids a lot of times. 
but she seemed like a kind of a natural and i think yeah really captured a fun spirit of leia so the writing is good the casting is good yeah i think it's a it's re- all super competent there. yeah i think it's a really good match uh, another thing that I did note, I like the costume is is the orange and white, which definitely like has kind of a, a rebel vibe and feel, you know. So yeah, like, yeah. Again, good job. I saw some comparisons to her green outfit later to the you know the the pon- the indo- indoor poncho. I've got the note. I'll bring it up then too. <laughs> Happy to do it. But yeah, I, I got that vibe as well. So you get nice sort of foreshadowing in the costume. Again, if you're a fan like us, you notice that thing. If you're a regular person, you're probably just like it doesn't get in the way. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't bother you. Um, and it, neither of them bothered me. I, I like both of those things about about the look. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, she's she's out in the woods. Eventually, she's gonna be brought in by her mom. Is it is it Brea Organa? Is it Leia and Brea Organa? I think so. Okay, think good. So. I'm I'm so gonna don't crucify me out there. I'm not positive. I'm just gonna go with the fact that they rhyme, so that's why I'm going Leia and Brea. Uh, so she goes in with her mom, but we get a shot of something lurking in the forest, and there is a funky SoCal <laughs> baseline just ripping in the woods, and we'll come back to that in a little bit. Uh, so we're gonna cut back to old Ben punching the clock again. Again, nice use of repetition. We're going to keep this device going. He's he's part of the machine. He's part of the, you know, just the wheels that are turning. Just an average, normal guy. It feels, this is paced like the sci-fi that I love that oftentimes other people don't. Where I'm like, this is taking its time. It's a lot of, like, cool visuals, you know. Um, and I really was stoked about that. I was like, this is why they're giving us two episodes. Because this thing is going to breathe a little bit. I loved the pace of this episode. Loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I was like, take your time. Take your time with this. When I saw the runtime of the episode was like 50 something minutes, I was like, good. Take your time. It's okay. Yeah. We have patience. So, you know, we, we, and then we're going to get, so we see him punching the clock. He's, he's doing his routine. He's on his, you know, he's going back into city proper. And then we're going to get the big Owen encounter because Owen's like, hey, you broke into my house and left the boy a toy. Stop. (laughs) Stop doing that. It it hurts to see him throw that thing on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm glad they had to have made more. And I mean, he paid, what, 75 credits for that thing, too. Uh, So and any it's it's clear the dislike between these one. I mean, the dislike between Owen and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan seems kind of like whatever. But uh, Lars is like, hey, get away. Go stop. Yeah. Stop this. Um, and again, at first I was perplexed, but now I'm like, you know, he is a guy who's breaking into your house and leaving stuff for your kid. That's probably, I mean, I'm on Owen's side from the beginning because I'm like, you being here puts Luke at danger. Yeah. We should like, probably and, set some very clear boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And uh, you know, he's a man who's standing up to protect his family. I get that. Uh, we, we get his great roast that has gone memeable, viral all over the place, you know, when the time comes, the boy must be trained like you trained his father. Boom, roasted. Uh, so we, we do that uh, like you trained his father. He says, Anakin is dead. Hold that thought. Uh, and then guess what? The Inquisitors are here while Obi yeah. is present. So you, you see the the absolute like like the fear in Obi-Wan where he's like, I cannot be seen. 
Yeah, I'm probably it's the... cool. It's cool to see him hiding in oh, terror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great setup for this it, show, and it's it's the right move. You know, like it is yeah. it is appropriate because you know the the normal convention would be like, all right, he's a Jedi, go out and and beat him up, defeat the bad guys. Like that's not where we're at right now. That's not the yeah. story that's being told. That's not how this works. And I love that about this. It that it's not you know that it is the refusal to that call of adventure and action that he's got to find, he's going to find his way into becoming a Jedi again in his, uh, on his own sort of path. And I'm sure Qui-Gon's going to be there to help along the way to help him figure it out. Uh, But for now we're very much in that like zone of keep me out of this. I'm, you know, stay away. And you get Owen and uh, the third sister having a big conversation after she just chopped some lady's hand off for asking a question. I like it. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> I like it. Hands, hands will go first. Uh, so, and then she's like, "You know something? You know something, don't you, Owen?" And he's like, "No, I don't. I know nothing." Uh, and uh, he's like, "I've got no reason to protect the Jedi. Jedi are vermin, and on my farm, they kill vermin." Uh, and she's like, "Straight up, I'm gonna kill this guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and everyone in town is but will be responsible for his death. <laughs> The line I liked was, do you think he could kill me, Owen, or whatever? <laughs> and do you know what his his retort is? Uh, In subtitles? Scoffs. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't see it with subtitles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a subtitle guy. And uh, it's it's those little little moments. Scoffs. Which is, a, which is a, was, I'm assuming, in the script for him to play. All right, now scoff at her. So, now that I think about it, it's kind of messed up they didn't have subtitles during the premiere. Yeah, they probably should have, shouldn't they? They should have, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we've got uh, that confrontation. And right as she's about to give him the business, the fifth brother puts an end to it. Uh, and she gives Owen a, a next time. A very ominous, possibly foreshadowing next time between uh-huh. her and Owen. We shall see. So then, then we get into a little more conflict with our Inquisitors where the fifth brother's like, hey, you're too impulsive. And she's like, this place is beneath us. Except for the fact that exactly what she's looking for is there. Uh, so not totally beneath her. Uh, <laughs> and then we get this, because we're going to get more of this as this kind of goes along. What is it you think you will gain by capturing him? And she yeah. says, what I'm owed. So put a pin in that. What is, what, what is it that you think maybe that she thinks she is owed? Uh, and then we got Obi-Wan giving a big shout out to Owen saying, hey, man, thanks for the save. And he's just like, I didn't do it for you, <laughs> uh, which I don't think he's doing anything for Obi-Wan. So, yeah, it's clear. I don't know. I really like I really like I really like him in this one. I like the actor. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. But but to the fact that it's. He, he is so focused and so driven on the protection of a child that yeah. he will do anything. And including just being like, I don't care about you, Jedi Master Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. I care about taking care of this kid and you need to go on and get away because the closer you are to him, the more dangerous it is. Especially now that this- people are coming to try to kill you. One of my complaints throughout this show and kind of throughout most shows 
is we have like the kind of sitcom idea of you can have a conversation in the open and nobody's going to listen to you. Um, and that's throughout the show. And that's here where it's like the Inquisitors just left and Obi-Wan comes out and says, thank you for protecting me, the Jedi. <laughs> like, that guy, which is fine. That guy who just who arrived 10 years ago at the same time that Lars family had a baby show up is is spending some time with that family. And he seems very grateful that that he didn't have to encounter those Inquisitors. Yeah. <laughs> Again, let's not put Star Wars too much to the Crucible. Let's not let's yeah. not put it through the ringer because no, no, no. It I'm, will collapse under its it. own weight. <laughs> I, I accept it. I'm just saying. I, in general, in media, I would like it if people whispered sometimes. You know, took took the and conversation if... to another room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I just like thank you for saving me from the Inquisitors. Because I'm a Jedi. (laughs) No, it definitely, it can be, uh, I see where you can read it like that, for sure. Uh, And then, guess what? Here we go. We're going to cut to Bail Organa. Welcome back, Jimmy Smits. Crowd goes wild. You love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, So they are, I guess it's like they're getting ready for this family gathering social party that they're having so we've got some other organas coming in bunch of chumps these other organas if you ask <laughs> me uh leia's gonna have to hang out with her older cousin who's a total knob uh we've got some uh, that 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 kid is great oh. the guy the, the kid playing the knob oh. i love children playing brats like <laughs> i really well like, i didn't it, watch game of thrones well, but because, every time i saw joffrey i was like this kid's great well they the, it's because it all reinforces your idea of how terrible children are in general because of your your <laughs> rampant right. hatred of children look look if you're a child out there listening to the podcast get out of here Don't get. <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking uh, i was once a child i used to be <laughs> and one day we'll be again <laughs> wait, wait what i'm working on something uh no so we we go into this party uh with the the nazi sympathizer organas uh, with their it opens with bale being like uh slavery is a problem and they're like shut up (laughs) the exact retort is i didn't come here to end slavery i came here to eat your food (laughs) which i'm pretty sure our founding father said at one point (laughs) So we've got these uh, Empire sympathizers who are hobnobbing, and we get a good little moment between Leia and her cousin. Uh, she thanks her droid for serving her, and her cousin's like, you don't need manners when you're talking to her lower life form. And life form. Yeah. Droids are life forms There now. you go. There you go. And Leia retorts, then I guess I don't need manners when I'm talking to you. Is this a bigger burn than Owen? To Kenobi, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's a great burn. I think it's at least on par, if not better, because one, it's believable. Yeah, you think you believe that Leia came up with that and said it. It sounds like something a child would say, uh, and it's also yeah, it's a slick burn from Leia. Everybody's on her side, of course, immediately. <laughs> Solid burn of this dude. Uh, she she's and we get this good moment, which is like we get into her force sensitivity for sure. Where she is like reading his mind and she's like, you're afraid of your dad. And you just say the things that he says because you're afraid of him. And you're like, oh, snap. This kid is, she's on one. Uh, And he's all like, you're not a real Organa. And so we get this moment 
you know, we've, so we've, we've got to break some of this tension. Mom's like, we got to take you away from this kid before you just force snap his neck. Uh, and she's, you know, she's like, you got to apologize. And then we get, I'd rather be digested by a Jacko beast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> a, a clever retort, very a fun Star Warsy retort. This is a scene though where I had started to have confidence of like, okay, no, the show knows what it's doing. It knows like the 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 actors in the show know what they're doing, regardless of if they're children or not. Like, it, it's gonna be good. Uh, so like, and also just like, yeah, I'm gonna have fun rooting for Leia. Uh, cool, absolutely, like, <laughs> yeah. And she, I mean, she she that scene in particular, I think she really crushes. Uh, and then yeah. the next scene too, where we get into man the the nice moment with Bale and her, where he's so good to get to see Bale be cool. Um, I mean, just being a yeah. just Jimmy Smith's. I just love him as a performer. He he does have a very like paternal sense about him. Like he seems like a very warm individual, and having that moment played with this with young Leia Organa is very moving. Where she's like, he told me I wasn't a real Organa, and he's like. No, you listen to me. You are an Organa, like through and through. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't care about your your bloodline like other Star Wars people do. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you you are an Organa. Uh, and, both he and Brea, uh, they, they they're great relatable parents. Uh, it's both great performances, uh, and it's it's fun to watch. It's heartwarming. Gra- you know, grounded. They seem like good people. It makes sense why Leia turns out to be such a well-adjusted individual. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you see the leadership that they both exhibit and the warmth that they have and how much they care in general, just about, you know, people of all of all walks of life. Uh, we oh, During this, we do get a nice shout out to Bale saying he wanted to chase Purgle, which is a, a nice rebel shout. Are you familiar with the... Oh. Those are the, the space oh. whales that... Yeah, the, yeah. Do the is hyper, that what Obi hyper... is harvesting? It's not because the fins are different. Yeah, the but, fins are different. Yeah. It's so those are like the hyperspace traveling whales. Yeah, um, that, yeah. that we get in in Rebels. That Hera is not a fan. Of. Yeah, because they're always like getting Hera's in the way of like, hyperspace lanes and stuff. She's like, we've got it's to. Like, Jeez, Hera. Yeah, she, <laughs> chill. Yeah, she. <laughs> she is not a fan. Um, it's like, and then yeah, we could do that Rebels podcast at another time. But yeah, so cool shout to to the Purgle in there. Um, again, the good fatherly advice from Bale um, tells her that she's a real Organa. And then instead of apologizing, what does she do? She runs off into the woods and flee from the red hot chili peppers gets her. <laughs> I I was in that moment. I was like, I cannot wait to hear what <laughs> what Brady's reaction was. It's like when flea showed up. I'm like, it's flea from the red hot chili peppers. Yeah, yeah. It was distracting to me for about. 10 seconds because yeah. he is perfectly cast no, he's, in this role. Then, <laughs> like it's, it is, it, it, I have the exact same reaction. The first thing was like, flee from the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, he's actually really good in this. And he's actually yeah. perfect for this role. Uh, so Star I, Wars has a thing for the most iconic living bass players. We got Thundercat <laughs> got, and Flea in Star Wars now. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder who's going to be next. Paul McCartney. Victor Wooten. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney shows up. As as Obi Wan's dad, and then there, remember Obi Wan. <laughs> he shows up as Qui Gon for, uh, for no reason. Yeah. 
And he's got he's got his face with him. <laughs> you know, I was talking to John. Wait, are we are we combining the Beatles and Star Wars universes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The blue Nini is <laughs> definitely a Star Wars character. Yeah, and then Yellow Submarine plays as as the credits roll. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, it did it did not bother me. It, I, I I thought it was fun. And again, I, to me, it was like, I, a lot of us know who Flea is. A lot of us know who the Red Hot Chili Peppers are. If you take us out of it and put it into sort of a mass audience, I don't know how recognizable Flea is to people who aren't yeah. super into the Chili Peppers. He's really well, well cast To be fair, I, I don't know that I'm super into the Chili Peppers, well, but who, I do know who, who, know I know who, who the Chili Peppers is. are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I do like the Chili Peppers, so it was... For me, it is like, oh, Flea. But then, and then I, you know, I can step out and be like, oh, Flea's giving a good performance. So it fits. Yeah. I'm not questioning it too much. It's funny. I mean, it is, it was funny to me. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And his costume is like very Flea. Oh, the, <laughs> like, it's like the shirt, the like flamey yeah. colored yeah. shirt. I was like, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if that was like Mace Windu with his lightsaber. He's like, yeah, I'll be in Star Wars. I get to pick my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do your Star Wars. But I have some costume notes. Uh, yeah, so we, we get a, a nice little chase sequence through the woods where him and a couple this of This is probably my least favorite sequence in the show. Uh, but it doesn't matter to me, like, just because I didn't find it believable, uh, you know, like people running into a bush and being like, ah, no, not a bush. Um, but it doesn't matter because the outcome is she's captured, yeah. uh, which is believable. Mo so. Moves the story forward. And I, I think, and I agree, like, some of the chase, you're like, How'd you run into that bush? <laughs> you, you saw that coming from at, at least 20 feet away. Uh, and then this is, and this may be an overall takeaway that uh, I don't want to divert the conversation too much, but this feels more like, it feels like a TV show. And this feels yeah. like a definite TV show moment. It almost had like an old school kind of like Star Trek feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As yeah, opposed to absolutely. like, this is a Star Wars movie. It's like, this is a show. And that and that kind of fit into that. So it's adjusting kind of my expectations in terms of like the look and the feel of a lot of this. It it If I'm like, this is a TV show. This isn't Kenobi the movie, which I yeah. would imagine would look very different. But working with a TV schedule and having to, we just got to get the shots. We got to get the footage. Okay, she ran into the bush. Move on. I was like, it's fine. We move the plot forward because it's it's mostly about the story um, as opposed yeah, to like the entire visual language of it. Uh, I'll, I'll save that for uh, I'll, I'll save that for okay. later. I was going to interrupt. Let's put, keep going. Put a pin in. Put in a pin in. So uh, we've got her captured. Uh, we're going to go back to Obi-Wan uh, punching the clock again. Uh, at, no, actually, so we're first we're going to get the call from the Organas on the old International Space Beeper saying, hey, <laughs> she's been kidnapped. He says, nah, I got other things to do. Call somebody else. My duty is to the boy. And they say, what about the duty to his sister? She is as important as he is. Good, good call. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, you can't just sit there watching the guy who's you know scrubbing sand. We've got an actual really important person right now who's who's also in peril. And I was like, eh, find someone else. She'll be better off. So we've got another refusal of that call. Uh, we see him punching the clock for the third time, heading home. As he makes his way back into Tatooine, we get uh, we get the, the the famous cut up or pan up to the dangling feet of Nari as he's yeah. hung and strung up over the streets of Tatooine. And uh, another failing of Obi-Wan. Yes, indeed. Right in front of his face. Yep. 
Love it. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't 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 get him out soon enough. Uh, so he is captured, and Obi Wan gets to see that. And then uh, as he makes his way home, there's someone waiting for him. It's Bail Organa, a cloaked and hooded figure of Bail Organa. He's made his way all the way to Tatooine. Uh, to now, for a moment, I thought this might be Ahsoka. I did too. I'm glad it was not. Me but too. For a moment, I was like, they about to throw Ahsoka in here. I thought I I had the exact same thought. I wouldn't. I'm not ruling out that she shows up at some point. Yeah, but I, always possible. I did think that this may be her. And then when it wasn't, I was like, oh, okay. So it is Bale. He's made his way there. And he said, uh, you know, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he knows Leia's being taken to die you. And he says, you couldn't save Anakin, but you can save her. Uh, so again, playing, playing on Obi-Wan's failing of Anakin. Again, big theme of this show, learning from failure. I think Obi-Wan's been soaking in his failure for a little bit while, for a little while now. Yeah. And it's we're going to see him start to learn from that, which is good storytelling. And so he says, yeah, and everything's making sense plot wise. And, you know, Star Wars time doesn't make sense. But now that it's all, you know, how long it takes to get somewhere doesn't make any sense. I still prefer no matter how it fits into the universe. I prefer a world where Bale can be like they're on this way, their way to this faraway planet like you know, they're still in transit, like maybe a day or two later. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, that was exciting to me. Yes. So he, he gets there. He puts the squeeze on him, you know, for her one last fight. Um, spoiler. He's got a few more coming up, I'm sure. Um, but he's he, he we do see him sort of he's mulling it over now, at least he doesn't give a hard yeah. confirm, but he is mulling it over. We cut to Leia as she's attempting to have Lola untie her. And uh, Flea comes in and he isn't having it. You know, he's breaking the girl. He's got a soul to squeeze. He isn't just going to give it away. All Chili Pepper songs. Uh, <laughs> nice work, BC. Thanks. I spent two minutes Googling that. Uh, he smashes He smashes Lola. And uh, Leia says, my Oof. father will rescue me. He'll send a whole army. Instead... He's going to send a beaten down old man <laughs> who goes into the desert to dig up his saber. Now, did the the other Jedi have Obi-Wan's lightsaber? I don't think so, no. Okay, well, I was confused. Again, I couldn't see stuff that was in the dark very well in the yeah. theater. So I thought he was handing Obi-Wan his own lightsaber from, you know, like the cra the same crash is like, hey. No, but no, this makes more sense now yeah. that he was handing him his own yeah, lightsaber. Yeah, he's... Or, or, it was like his, uh, it was like his identification essentially, where like because he, okay. he pulls That's, it out to be like, I'm a Jedi. Like you yeah. can tell me you're Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, okay, good because yeah. I, that was a little confusing for me. Um, yeah, and then I guess we're to assume, like, because Obi Wan has cut himself off from the Force. Yeah, but can he still feel the pull of the Kyber crystal? Does he just have a good GPS? I don't know. He I, buries his lightsaber is about a foot under this hand. Yeah, he's. He's yeah, it's, it's not too far down. <laughs> he's probably got a pretty good idea of where it was. I think he, I don't think he's completely shut off, you know, just because the the moments we're going to get in part two where we see a little bit of that, like little Obi-Wan force force magic that he's got. But there was something where I got the sense that like he can feel like he was feeling where it was. So like yeah. that, it was just like the vaguest because vaguest, not Vegas, vaguest of senses of of how I think his force power is going to be 
amplified as we go through this, where it's just like, oh, can I find my lightsaber in the desert? And then the next episode, we'll see a couple things that are, are you know, relatively small but growing kind of force things that he's going to do. One much bigger, but uh, so yeah, I, it, I did get the sense of like I'm using the force to locate my saber. He digs up his saber, which is of course buried next to Anakin's, which will one day be Luke's. Uh, we see. Man, I love that Obi-Wan lightsaber so much. It's uh, so cool. It's a thing of beauty. It is an absolute thing of beauty. Uh, we get r- the reveal that Reva is behind Leia's kidnapping. So the third sister is the one who is uh, manipulating this. All part of her plot to catch Kenobi because he won't be able to help himself. And she's right. Yeah. Because as yeah. the episode ends, we see Obi-Wan. As he makes the decision to get on board that transport ship, we see a little flash of the lightsaber on his hip. Again, be careful, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was just that was it. Just a note. Just put be, it under the cloak. Yeah, but I, I get it. Visual storytelling. It's cool to yeah. see it. Um, and off we go. So that's the end of part one. Now, do you want to stop and discuss part one, or do you want to jump straight in to part D? I think we jumped straight in. All right, well then let's do it because we pick up where we left off. Obi Wan lands on Dayu. I I just want to uh, one thing. Uh, the reason I want to jump straight in is I think clearly the reason we got two at once is like we didn't get enough out of one. You know, like we did, we didn't get enough of a start out of one. So roll it if you're watching them and you have the chance, just roll right into two. Roll them, roll them together. There's no reason not to. It's shorter than a feature, but longer yeah. than um episode of television drama uh so obi-wan lands on dayu he's he's got a what is that a game boy of some kind game boy color <laughs> it looks like it looks like an engage or a uh like there's a lot of failed handhelds that thing looks like yeah. but it is the same i think it's the same pad they use to show anakin the cup uh, a ship a cup uh, no a no ship. because that's got a mirror handle yeah hmm but i, I know we've seen that exact data pad okay. before i think so because it looks very circa like 2003. <laughs> it's, it's great technology. And uh, it's a little thicker than like your average iPhone. So he's, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's not quite an iPad, you know. So he's tracking the ship. But on Dayu, all signal, signals are blocked both in and out because people like their secrets. So we, we're in a mysterious world now, my friend. Uh, we get some nice shots of the streets of Dayu. Cool looking planet. You know, yeah. definitely got some like uh tokyo sort of vibes going on there with the neon that's popping uh and then we get another we get at the very beginning we get another little a little just a little qui-gon drip just a little if i ever need a guidance master it's now yeah again i'm getting hyped for that qui-gon appearance yeah uh and then we we got a nice little moment of spare any credits for a veteran and who is that? It's yeah. Tamara Morrison. He's oh, back man. as that a clone awesome. trooper. As a 501st clone trooper. Yeah. As one of the clones that helps wipe out the Jedi. Yeah. Um, man, that was cool. That was such a great. Again, I love seeing prequel stuff, yes. you know, referenced. Yes. Um, and this was such an expert way to do it. Very well done. It's And it is a. a yeah, a, a good moment of doing it the way that he's like a down and out veteran who's begging for change on the street because largely those clones are are discarded and we're getting we're getting a lot of that in Bad Batch too, where it's kind of talking about how those clones are being phased out and stormtroopers are coming in and what that transition was like and how does that leave all of these 
hundreds of thousands of troopers who are just out yeah. there in the galaxy. And at a certain point, the Empire's just like, no, we don't need them. Um, so you see him, Obi-Wan, ever the gentleman, tosses him a few credits because he might have served with that guy, you know? Yeah. Could have could have served with him. Uh, so nice, a very cool moment there. Could have also killed some of his, his friends. <laughs> very well could have and probably did. But, you know, Obi-Wan's a forgiving guy. Uh, so we continue our journey through the streets. Obi-Wan uh, is going to encounter uh, a spice dealer where he is offered Chekhov's spice, as I'm going to call it. You know, and offered she- glitter stem. I don't think I've heard glitter stem inside of a Star Wars uh, live action media. Listen, uh, so that was cool. We've got Kessel Pure. Glitter stem, Felucian, Sour Diesel, Pineapple Express, Durban Poison, Strawberry Cough. She's got everything, man. She's got Blue Dream. The Blue Dream. She's got everything. Shout out Blue Dream. <laughs> she's got she's got all your needs. Obi-Wan, he says, I don't want the spice. I just want information. Uh, he is still going to get a hit of that free spice anyway because it is Chekhov's spice. And it might come in handy later. Uh, and then a local street urchin. <laughs> Again, a child who you probably hate because you famously hate children tells Obi-Wan that there is a Jedi who helps people and I'll take you to him for the right price. Cut to Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah. Wild. And for a brief moment, I was like, does he seriously get to be a Jedi? I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Kumail. I'm jealous of your life. I don't want to be more jealous of your life. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, Kumail, if you do want to come on the pod, let us know. Reach out to us at the Cargo Bay Pod at ProtonMail.com. We'd be happy to schedule some time for you. Uh, so, yeah, we've got Kumail who's doing his like snake oil salesman Jedi mind tricks thing that he's got going on as he's helping and it's this. great to see they cast him for a reason you know they cast him to play the characters this i character. love to watch him play yeah, yeah. um uh, he's perfectly cast in this and he does a great yeah. job in it uh so he's he's helping a mother and her potentially force sensitive son escape the planet by using a jedi mind trick on someone yeah, yeah, through the radio yes and you get this this but he, he has a great line reading where she says the force is strong with you and he says, yeah, I know. Uh, so again, good, good Kumail vibes in this. Uh, so he, he collects the money for their passage. Again, real, real snake oil salesman operation that he's got here on Dayu. Uh, Obi-Wan is watching as this happens because he's been brought there by that street urchin boy and immediately calls him out and uh, sort of. Sees right through him, notes that he's... We get the first Obi-Wan being cool yeah. moments here. Yeah. You know? Obi- <laughs> it's like, all right, Obi's back a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't uh, stand for fools, you know? And yeah. this, the way that the Force is being disrespected here, he, he with magnets and remotes, that's, that's not cool guy. Taking money, that's not cool guy. Um, got a gun to his chest. Yeah, he's got a teacher. It's cool to see Obi-Wan with a blaster. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. cool. I like it a lot. Uh, he notes, and uh, uh, to be uh, Kumail is Haja Estri is the character's name. Uh, so I will not be referring to him as Kumail through the rest of this. Yeah, yeah, uh, Haja. We'll call him Haja. We'll call him Haja. So uh, he says, you're a bottom feeder, a rat. But you know the thing about rats is they know the sewers the best, which is where I need to go to find Leia. <laughs> And so Haja is going to point him in the right direction, uh, tells him he'll never get in. But guess what? Obi-Wan's going to do it. 
uh, as he makes his way into like the chemistry lab for the spice yeah, he miners. sees someone walk out in like a chemistry the Breaking lab Bad suit. costume. Yeah, he follows and steals. We don't get the sequence of him, you know, knocking the person out. We just get to see him in the yeah. in the costume. Yep. Again, I don't know. I love Deborah Chow. You're doing a you're doing great work here. Uh, this is good. I like I like kind of the pacing of this and that we don't have to see every single detail. Just get us in there. Yes. And it's cool to see the spice lab. Yeah, it is. And here and so to he's once we're in the spice lab, we see just the faintest of of force moments where he gets the little beaker to explode. So, oh, I thought I thought we were to assume he mixed because he grabbed some powder. Oh, I thought he maybe just dumped some in. See, maybe this is a maybe maybe it's unclear, but because I, I it's and it's a very small thing. But while he's standing there, you get a shot of him and you just see him do kind of like his eyes are doing kind of a they're they're getting a little narrower. Oh, okay. His eyes are moving. So it seemed like it may be like doing a forcing. I don't know. I'd, maybe maybe we'll go back and watch it and and figure it out. But either way, he makes the thing explode, yeah, uh, and uh, which gets him into the next room because he's able to use a diversion to swipe a key. Uh, he runs into a couple of ne'er do wells. Ah, uh, cool fight scene. Great old man fight. This yeah. is this is a relatable fight where when you hit someone, you go, "Oh, that hurt." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that when he gets when he says "ow" again from the same injury yeah. or whatever. Uh, huge huge pop in the theater that went yeah. over really well yeah so you, you get the sense that he's a little rusty but he's he's still got the fighting spirit in him uh and it looks good that fight man it looks it looks really good uh cool action direction yep and and good good storytelling in the fight choreography too you know again that's always you know we've made a lot of notes about uh, in the past, we talked about the films, about the fight choreography also being important to the storytelling. Again, I, not that I would expect anything else from Star Wars and, you know, a team who has this kind of time and money to do this. But the the fights do a good job of, you know, keeping character in mind and telling stories. So good job there. Uh, so he's he, he disposes of the, the two ne'er-do-wells. He gets into a room. He thinks Leia's there, but no. The 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 trap has been sprung, and Flea confronts Obi Wan. Uh, what is Flea's character name? It's Flea. <laughs> is it really? No, I don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, I just call him Flea because it's all right. Yeah, because yeah. I he, he didn't even know he was shooting Star Wars. They just brought him on set and <laughs> and told him to to go nuts. Uh, so he confronts Obi Wan. Obi Wan uses Chekhov's spice to escape Flea and his two goons. Uh, which is cool. Yeah. And it means we get to see Flea uh, <laughs> drugged up. Yeah. Which, you know. Yeah. So he he's that's a lot of spice, too. Yeah. It seems like a lot. See, what I thought is he maybe gathered that in the lab. I, I had forgotten that she gave him, you know, is if this is just one hit given away for free. That's a big oh, hit. Yeah. It's check. That's a big old hit. Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> a hot box of room. She's looking for a lifelong customer. It's just good business. The first one's free. Everyone after that, you got to pay for <laughs> but it's a it's a cool shot and yeah. i like him you know having the mask and all that yep it, yeah yeah using the mask getting that as 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 his escape nice move uh he gets into the next room leia punches him right in the tummy and uh he's like no 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 no, no. your dad sent me it's okay and she and she asks where's the army which i thought was a great line yeah <laughs> it's like no this is it this is what your dad did uh so they exit onto the streets of dayu 
Uh, we get Reva confronting the spiced out kidnappers. Uh, we're going to, again, we're going to traverse through the streets of Dayu. We're going to need a costume change. She sees Obi-Wan's lightsaber again. Obi-Wan, please be careful flashing be careful. that around. How about you change costumes? Yeah. Find a, find a helmet. Yeah. Just tuck it in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Hide your lightsaber. Um, and so she goes, you're a Jedi? It's just, and then she says, it's just, you seem kind of old and beat up, which is, you know, good, good humor there. Uh, Obi tells her there's a ship that they have to make. She darts off quick, but is confronted by a big furry beast and I guess gets scared because after that, there's this moan of like, you need to do what I say. And she's like, okay. It just is uh, a less clear storytelling moment where it's like, oh, she was scared by that thing that she turned around and like growled at her. And now she's like, okay, I'll listen huh. to you. I don't remember this. It's a, it's a strange beat. I'd, if you get a chance, revisit it because it, it's a little confusing. But I think what they're going for is, oh, it's a big scary world and she's going to stick by him a little bit more. Because part of the inherent thing in this episode is that there's mistrust yeah, between the two of them. And so I think that is a moment that's kind of used to be like, oh, okay, no, I'll go with you. As opposed to like charging off and being the girl who's going to run into the woods and, and do my own thing. And uh, so it gets them kind of more together um, as they traverse through the streets of Dayu. Um, and so they're they're making their way to the ship. Um, and Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan tells her, you have no idea what I'm risking by being here. And then we're going to get a, con- a confrontation between the Grand Inquisitor and Reva. Uh, and he's like, hey. Ding dong, you kidnapped a senator's child. <laughs> what made you think you could do that? Uh, and and the real, again, the, the conflict between them deepens here where he calls, like, he's like, you're, you're street trash. <laughs> you're street trash and you're stinky. You're from the gutter. No one likes you. Get out of here. Uh, but because of your ability, you rose above your station. Uh, so, again. But no further. <laughs> but no further. And, and I'm going to put you in your place. Uh, and he tells her to stand down and that she will be dealt with when he deals with Obi-Wan himself. Uh, after which Rev is like, F that I'm going to go send out an APB for Obi-Wan with all these bounty hunters. <laughs> uh, and so you see the bounty hunters being activated, including the dinosaur <laughs> velociraptor yeah, man, the dinosaur bounty hunter. Now, I think I could be wrong, but I think this may be a reference to the 2004 Gindi Clone Wars. Um, I could be wrong, but I think we have the same species in a fight scene in that. But that's just pulling out of my memory hole. So it could be wrong. Nice. But I I am pro dinosaur, man. Oh, (laughs) it was shocking to see. I saw it. I was like, what? I love it. It was it happened very quickly. How 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 swiftly I was won over by the dinosaur bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got the squeeze that Reva is putting on now that all these bounty hunters are being activated. Um, Obi-Wan starts to see, you know, a, a little bit of hubbub uh, about him as he's, you know, walking through the streets there. He goes and buys Leia a new green cape. Again, this is the indoor look that we're, we're getting a little call to. Um, and some gloves. Because she needed the gloves too. It's very kind of him. Yeah, that to, was funny. Very, that very kind of him to include the gloves. Uh, and he notes as they're about to continue their journey. If anyone asks, we're from Tall, and you're my daughter. And she's got the retort, granddaughter, maybe. Good job, Leia. Crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. They but love I was it. also like, I mean, Jimmy Smith doesn't look like a young man. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. 
But again, let's not put too much of this to reason. Uh, we get what is fake Forlom. It's not Forlom. Yeah. We get fake Forlom uh, on the hunt too. So again, these bounty hunters are being activated. And then Leia questions Obi-Wan loudly and in the streets if he's really a Jedi and tells him to yeah. to make her float if he can use the Force. Of course, he can't. It will draw attention to him. Even more attention than being referred to as a Jedi in the streets of a busy city. Uh, and then we get into Leia says she doesn't trust Obi. She doesn't even know his name. My name is Ben. The name of her future mass murdering son. Which is nice. Uh, it's also nice because we're building in that like, oh, the problems that led, you know, Anakin to down the path of the dark side, or at least what Obi-Wan is responsible for. He still has some of those tendencies. And maybe we're going to see that break down with Leia. Where yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, to maybe trust her with some more details and yeah. give her some insight into your life. Yeah. And and she has a this maybe the best moment of dialogue in the two episodes insightful um impactful where she says how can i trust you when i know you're hiding something you think the less you say the less you give away but really it's the opposite which prompts obi-wan to go how old are you (laughs) (laughs) and she goes 10 you don't sound like your nose yeah (laughs) yeah which he knows because he's been spending the, the last 10 years with her twin brother um and yeah you don't sound like you're 10 she replies, thank you. Just again, it's it's a nice character moment for her where it's like, oh, yeah, Leia is a smart, intuitive, intelligent child who uh, is going to be a very strong and uh, formidable person to deal with as she gets older. Um, and those again, those seeds are planted very permanently here. Nice to see. Uh, we get a shot of Haja uh, joining the hunt for Obi-Wan because he sees the bounty. Uh, can I can I just say something right quick, BC? You may. I've my, been talking my a lot. Phone, my phone is going insane. Um, I just turned it off. It didn't turn off. I've now turned it off. Shout out to the guy who was next to me, whose phone went off during the premiere, in the bottom of his backpack, and the ringtone was, Utini! 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 It went off once. He turned it off, put it back in the bottom of his backpack, I guess, because then it went off again. Houdini, Houdini. So yeah, I don't know who just sent me nine messages, but I'm mad at you. It's like someone's having a personal emergency. We've got a podcast to record, don't they? Now, uh, so uh, uh, Haja joins the hunt for Obi. Obi Wan punches a bounty hunter right in the dome. We get Leia with a little look of distrust. Again, these seeds of distrust are planted. I don't think it's the most successful element of this episode, but either way, I get that. Great punch. Oh, boom. <laughs> Uppercut knocks him right out. Love swift to action. Yeah. Um, we see the Grand Inquisitor sees that Reva is the one who has essentially put out this, this, call, this bounty call. So that pisses him off even more. We cut to Reva looking like Batman on the rooftops of Dayu. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for her plan to start unfolding and seeing that squeeze happen. And then uh, Leia uh, sees Obi-Wan uh, pop up on the knocked out bounty hunter's wrist. So she sees his face and she begins to question Obi-Wan. She says, what is that? Why is there a picture of you? You did lie. That's why you were hiding. You're the reason I'm here. They took me to get to you. Did my father even send you? And she takes off. 
Um, again, a necessary plot point to have them separated, but uh, not, I don't know how successful some of that distrust is. But whatever, she takes off. I don't know. I I I bought it. I did too. I just think it, it on a, on my rewatch. Some of the some of the like the the tugs of how much are they sticking together is kind of like I don't know. I, yeah. I felt some editing in there just a little bit. My only note. Yeah. My only note. I I, I feel some editing in this episode in general. Yeah. You know, there's some there's some weird like cuts anyway yeah yeah i think it's some volume cuts because yeah yeah street chases through a small space are going to require several cuts and setups yeah just yeah. a note uh it reminded me of some of the book of boba fett stuff where i'm like hmm, some of the action cuts when we're supposed to be in a large space bill very small um, yeah but i think this this we get at least some large scale scenes that are believable in it absolutely uh, so, you know yeah uh Oh, we yeah, totally do. And we're, and we're going to one now as Leia, yeah. Leia climbs up the the ladder to the rooftops of Dayu. Obi-Wan follows. We've got the dino bounty hunter and fake Forlom shooting at Obi-Wan as he's trying to catch Leia. She's jumping from rooftop to rooftop. She gets I to wish one we that's... would just have one shot of Leia actually running full speed like that's one of my big complaints is I just want because kids can be fast, you know, oh. <laughs> like children can be quick and they look like they're exerting themselves you well, know? and they they move much faster. And, and you know this all too well when you're trying to catch them and beat them because of your hatred for the children. PC, I don't hate children. <laughs> um, I don't have there aren't many children in my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind to the neighbor's children. OK, OK. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll lay off it. I'll lay off it. I'm sorry. I just got on that train and I, I saw an opening and I went for it. I apologize. Um, so, yeah, she's she's running, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Uh, Obi-Wan's following. He's in a little gun battle with multiple, you know, angles from fake Forlom and the dinosaur. I love it. Yep. I love I love it. Uh, he's going to he's going to nail the dino bounty hunter. Leia jumps from the rooftop. I thought she was going to force jump for a second and then didn't. I thought he was going to boost her like Kanan, you know, yeah. because he tells her to jump. Yeah. Uh, turns out she doesn't make it. So she's she's hanging on. She's dangling by a thread. And this is where we get the biggest force display from Obi-Wan so far as when he saves her reaches out his hand and gives her a little force catch and gently lands her on the ground now this is why i thought he hadn't used the force before because this is the opening of fallen order you know you have a jedi who's in hiding has cut himself off from the force yeah, yeah. and it's the same setup where his friend is falling and he has to like strain to reconnect to the force and and that instant is when the inquisitors are like Oh, there's a Jedi on the planet somewhere. Mm. You know, they know. Um, so I thought it was a similar thing where like it, he's straining so hard because he has to remember for the first time what it is to connect to the force. But I could be totally wrong. Mm. It seems like I probably am. But regardless, it does take him more effort and strain oh, than anything else. He's it done. is. But it is by far the most the biggest thing that he's done in the series so far in terms of using uh, the force or really being active in any way, uh, apart from yeah. like throwing some punches. Like it's a big move to reveal some force power in front of people. Uh, again, no small thing at this point. Uh, so he saves her, guides her gently to the crown and then is like immediately on the ground. Yeah, it's a weird cut. Yeah, weird cut. Um, and she says, you really are a Jedi. Yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yes, she he, he has fully earned that Jedi trust. Uh, 
They make their way to the airport. Cancels. Yep. <laughs> uh, tra- travel plans have been canceled. No in incoming or outgoing flights. Uh, the Inquisitor, the stormtroopers are patrolling. And Leia says, this is all for you. Who are you? Turns out he's pretty important, Leia. You got a good Jedi with you. Uh, and then all the while, all the while while this was happening, here's another maybe nitpicky thing that I have. Reva's doing her parkour from rooftop to rooftop while yeah. all that action stuff was happening. I thought she was going to get closer to them. Yeah. I'm like, why is she just... I, I, I was kind of confused by the pace of like, why is she just running from the rooftops if she's just going to get there 20 minutes later? Yeah, I mean, I get that that fight is like pretty far in the distance yeah. and like realistically it probably times out, right? But the pacing of the editing doesn't make it feel that way, you know? Because we get her immediately taking off you know, if we just got her seeing the like gun battle yeah. and starting to run and then we don't cut back to her until he's on the ground, like maybe that that fits better. But I, I don't know. I'm not in Hollywood. Um, I'm sure they did what better. They did what they did because of the footage they had. Right. Like, absolutely. I don't know. I'll say this. We couldn't have done better. So good job by them. Yeah. yeah. Just a minor note. It did feel a yeah. little like, oh, I thought she would have been hmm. closer or, you know, whatever. Um, but they, so they, they're sort of at a, at, at a crossroads. They can't go to the airport when who should appear, but Haja. And he has got, uh, he's got a, he's got a proposition. He says, I, I can get you to a cargo ship. It's automated. They're not going to track it. That's handy. Hey. Very helpful. Hey, hey, a little shout out to the cargo bay. Shout out to cargo ships everywhere. Yeah. They too can save your heroes. Uh, so yes, we've got Haja giving them, giving them the out essentially. Um, he says, and this is, a, I think, a key line, too. He says, there are people out there, people who can help you, which plant that seed and see where it goes. I'm assuming yeah. we're going to get some assistance along the way. Uh, and he says that he, you know, he's trying to make amends. Uh, Obi-Wan says, how can I trust you? He says, you don't have a choice, man. <laughs> That's, I'm all yeah. you got. Um, but he tells him he'll buy him as much time as he can. We see the Grand Inquisitor kill Flea. Yeah. Rest in oh, peace. Well, we don't see him kill Flea. We get screams. We see his... We can assume, we but as, we it's as, Star Wars, so I don't know. I don't I think... I never trust anyone's dead, even when they are dead. I don't think Flea's coming back, just like I don't think Danny Trejo's coming back. I, I don't <laughs> either, but I'm just saying, I'm not, not ruling it out. Of course not. You can throw someone down a, a well and see their body explode, and they'll come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's a scream off screen? It's nothing. Uh, <laughs> We get Haja buying some time by confronting the third sister, which is a, a fun little interaction. She and she yeah. she gives him the "You're no Jedi, but you know where one is," and sucks that information right out of his brain. Uh, yeah, cool use of the Force there. And then we go to the the cargo port again. Hey, as far as cargo ports, this was pretty nice. Don't you? I, think- I like. I, this is one of those sets that feels like a nice big set. Yep. Um, it, however, they use the volume. It does. I agree. Uh, and then, so we've got Leia's in charge, right? Oh yeah, Leia's in charge, and we've got a, a nice moment here. She says, "Is it is it that hard to believe you might have friends? Since I've met you, we've been chased, shot at, and now there are inquisiting people after us. If somebody that's is offering an Indiana us help, Jones yeah. <laughs> line, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We've been chased, dead, shot, and they're inquisiting people after us." Uh, in the mouth of Happens a ten-year-old girl, all the time. which is fantastic, um, yeah. and she says, "If if somebody's offering us help, I think we should take it." So they're on their way, and uh, he he's got this great response. Another very nice moment. You remind me of someone. She was fearless and stubborn. Was she a Jedi? No, she was a leader. 
and your real mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he can't say that, obviously. Uh, so you get, you get a nice little moment there. She says, I'm sorry. It feels real. And he's like, I'm sorry, too. Uh, <laughs> It's all well played. I, I, we haven't mentioned this yet, but I, I, of course, I feel like Ewan is knocking it out of the park all through this thing. Like, <laughs> goes he's without, doing great work. Goes without saying, he's pretty much smashing it as he's got a huge <laughs> yeah. vested interest in this as a producer and someone who loves the character and has been a great steward of Kenobi. Yes, he has been phenomenal throughout. Um, and these moments are the highlights. I mean, yeah. and even in moments when he's acting against absolutely nobody and you can tell, like, that's a man in a room by himself. And they're like, we need a reaction shot from you. He's like, all right, come in tight. I'll give you the reaction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are all those are all great. Um, and then we've got Reva. She's entered into this cargo port. Uh, Obi-Wan sends Leia to the ship. Presumably we're all just dreaming. Obi-Wan's going to pull his lightsaber out. <laughs> on this. It's not but the story smarter than that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. And I, I love that it is. Because yeah. he's not ready to wield a lightsaber. He's not there. He's a broken yeah. He's a broken dude. Uh, so we're going to see him ramp up to it. And I'm sure he is going to look like a total rock star when he does eventually start fighting with that thing. But now is not that time. So he's putting a little distance between uh, the third sister and Leia. Giving her a little bit of time to escape there. Tells her to go without me if I don't make it, essentially. Yeah. And Reva is going to do the, a classic bad guy reveal a lot of things that are going on uh she says you don't have to worry you're not gonna die today i'm just gonna take you to him lord vader will be pleased you didn't know he's alive obi-wan anakin skywalker is alive he's been looking you for been looking for you for a long time and i will be the one to deliver him to you there's some motivation for her am i right yeah Uh, (laughs) and just then the grand inquisitor is like no i got it and then she stabs him <laughs> right in the tummy, yeah. which is good. Uh, get get it out of the way. Like I've had enough of the infighting. Let's let's escalate past that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, let's escalate to what we can really do to each other. Um, and she says, "You think I'd let you take? No, is it him? You think I'd let you take all the credit?" She says that to him um, yeah. because he's trying to like, "I'll take in Obi Wan myself." Uh, so that, that buys Obi-Wan enough time to get on the ship because she stabs him in the stomach and they have their little moment. Our heroes take off and she shouts as the ship is leaving. We will find you. We will destroy you. Cut to Obi-Wan. The realization settling in. Anakin's alive. He says, Anakin. Cut to Hayden Christensen. Welcome back, friend. You're Darth Vader. (laughs) They're they're connected through the force in this moment. And, uh... I love I love how creepy he looks. Um, Super I, creepy. Just incredible shot. And um, yeah, I don't know. Perfect ending to these opening two episodes for me, man. The, the, the look on Obi-Wan's face and the, uh, the the weight that they've built around this relationship honors, you know, so much of all of this prequel and TV show and every it, it's a uh, it's huge payoff. <laughs> like it's a massive, very cool, massive. Yeah. So we've. We've we've arrived at the end of part two. You're at Star Wars Celebration. What's what's the mood? What's the feel? I mean, I'm sure the room is a buzz. What are you feeling after having seen this with a, you know, ten thousand of your best friends? I, 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 I mean, I'm just kind of like 
there's so much to take in here, right? There's so much to take in. And immediately they bring out most of the cast onto the stage just to be like, hey, so we're going to take a selfie with y'all. And th thank you, you know, whatever. Um, that's it. You know, standing ovation, of course, everybody's stoked. Um, but I, I had also been like, I have a party tonight for a bunch of friends, most of them well versed in Star Wars. But still, there there is part of me while I'm watching this where I'm like, I hope it's this is a show that everyone at my party is going to like. Right? <laughs> yeah, so like that's I have some of those yeah. nerves like about it because it is slow. Um, it's slow and very Star Warsy. I don't know how friendly it is necessarily to to someone who doesn't care as much as I do. And like my initial reaction is I love this. I love where it's going. And then the more I have time to dwell on it, the more I'm just like, this is awesome. Because immediately my thought is the things that I don't love about it, like the few like things that don't land quite right for me, all of this, it doesn't matter because the storytelling is good, right? Like, and the story being told is compelling. Whereas, you know, the opposite was true of Boba Fett for yeah. me after a certain point where it's like, the story, you left the story I cared about in the dust, yes. and now I don't know what's going on. So when you have mistakes in the action or whatever there, it's really bleh. But here, <laughs> it's like, I don't care if there's a shot or a cut that doesn't land well, because I am so excited to see where this is going at this pace. Um, and to see, like, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's great. I'm very excited about it. What about you? <laughs> I hated it. No, <laughs> I hated it like I hate it was, children. It was the, I hate it more than you hate kids. No, <laughs> no. I, I after watching it, I was just like, um, "This is this is exactly what I want this to be." And I, I, we've been saying, and I, I've said it several times on previous podcasts as we've been ramping up to this. I'm in the bag for this show. Like yeah. I love you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, so I'm I'm an easy mark for this. But the fact that I didn't walk away going, I don't know that, that I was like, well, I have to wait until next Friday for episode three. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, sort of let you know where I am with this. I loved it. I, I thought it was, I, the pace that you mentioned that, that you may have like some worries about for party. I'm like, this is the pace I love. I thought the, yeah, I thought yeah. the first episode as a way of getting us into the story that is going to take more action and twists and turns as you clearly see in episode two, like that, that it ramps up the adventure a little bit more, but the yeah. first episode, the way that I thought it, it set the tone, it set the pace. It gave us kind of hey, this is where this character is. This is kind of where his headspace is. It's setting us up for what is going to be the payoff at the end of this, which is leveling Obi-Wan back up to Jedi master, you know, from yeah. guy working on the fish line to fighting Darth Vader is going to be a yeah. big leap for this character. So I'm I'm excited to see the trajectory that this character is on because knowing that he's going to be going to, you know, from point A to Z, essentially fighting Vader, that that there's a lot that he's going to have to reckon with and overcome. And the fact that the fact that it has become a Leia story as well was such yeah. a, a welcome surprise for me because I, I did I was it was a total misdirect right classic Star yeah. Wars misdirect we're not going to give you we're all wondering how we're going to justify Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine hey guess uh, what Luke's got a twin sister who's just as important as he is yeah 
Yeah. And How did we miss too? Like we can't send the army. We can't draw attention to this child. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I believe it. Yeah. So it, it was everything I wanted. And I think more than, yeah. than even that. Cause part of me was like, let, let's, let's temper my expectations. Let's not get too excited. But of course I did not yeah. do a great job of that. And even having my excitement, like, because I like as soon as those tweets started coming out of like, hey, this is coming out early. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, and so like I was like, oh, that critical filter that I had is clearly gone. And I'm just like so jacked to watch this show. <laughs> and then when it came on and made me just want to keep watching, I was like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I need. Now, I will say this, doing a rewatch and having to do a rewatch where I'm taking notes for a podcast for us to talk about, it did like yeah. temper some of it. was like, oh, I can see some of these things that aren't like as perfect. But on my first viewing, I was like, no, no questions asked. This is amazing. And that's that's what I love about the experience is that, you know, what's what's your first reaction? Not like what's your reaction where it's like, all right, now let me go into Star Wars canon and let me look up all of these things and all these moments from the past and what doesn't track. Like, I don't right. care as much about that. But my my immediate reaction to this was like, this is amazing. I love the pace. I love the storytelling. The performances are great. Well done. Give me episode three. So much of this interconnected Star Wars stuff, uh, I don't like. Like, I don't like everything being tied together. But I think everything in this, you know, the T-16 being an example of, like, adding richness to what's already there, um, I like. Um, and we can get into some of the canon questions here and maybe some of our predictions. Can we get into that? Can we drop that spoiler alert up? Yeah, spoiler alert time. Let's go into just kind of, so we've, we've run through the plot. And I, yeah. uh, my long-winded uh, plot examination. Of no, I think this is great. Two episodes of of Kenobi. And now, are there any? Because I want to start with lingering questions. Is there anything after these first two episodes where you're like, "Ooh, I'm wondering where this is going," or here's a question that I wonder if they're going to address it eventually? Was there anything that like really jumped out to you in terms of, I, or or even on the on the predictions realm too? If it's not a question, if it's something you saw that's like. Here's a prediction that I have that from what I saw. Uh, the the two things that the two biggest things for me are, of course, like Reva is one of those, you know, Jedi children at the beginning. I would imagine I haven't gone back and looked at the kids to be like, oh, that kind of looks like Reva and that group of children who are running away. But I think she was probably a Jedi affected by Order 66 and that'll pay off and somehow like Obi-Wan's actions or inactions harmed her. And, you know, also he trained Anakin. <laughs> um, so like she's not a fan on a personal level, of course. So I want to see where that payoff is. Mm -hmm. And then my real big question. Here's my big question. Ooh, is this whole series is the climax of the series that Darth Vader makes the decision to protect Leia. And does it kind of rewrite Star Wars to where we see Darth Vader interrogating Leia, like on the Tantive Four, if he knows that's Leia, his daughter, you know? Um, Ooh, that's a big cannon swing. So does this end with Vader letting Leia and Obi-Wan get away? Ooh. is my question. And at this point, would we even say Vader? Or would we say Anakin? Because yeah. he's does still Anakin in there. Anakin come back for a moment? Does Does Obi Wan reach Anakin 
just just for long enough for Leia to escape. I'm getting, is that why Vader knows you have a twin sister? I'm getting goosebumps, man. <laughs> this show gives me goosebumps, VC. I, I love that idea. Um, the answer is I have no idea if it's going to do that. But I mean, what what fun that that Star Wars is that we get to imagine those sorts of things, even if it doesn't come true. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that Star Wars allows us as adults to have these like <laughs> imaginative things where we get to have stories in our minds and play with predictions, even if it doesn't come true. Like, I love that theory. It's fantastic. I, I, I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket because I don't want to be disappointed, but I would love that there's, I mean, the idea of Obi-Wan connecting to Anakin at some point in this, I think yeah. would be amazing. And that, well, we have to, because part of this comes into the canon where one, this makes Leia's message for help to Obi-Wan a little odd, you know, where it's not like, hi, Obi-Wan, remember me? Right. <laughs> like from when I was a kid, but you served my father in the Clone Wars. And there's a million ways you can explain that in the canon, but it's still a little weird. Um, but the the bigger thing to me is like, you know, Vader, I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. When we last met, you were the master. I was but the learner, you know. Yeah. Um, how are we going to how are we going to are we going to worry about that? Is the show going to worry about that? What is that going to mean? I I don't, I don't think there's any world in which they are not worried about that when they went into writing this. You know what I mean? It's like, what was what was the last time that we saw these two interact? Well, we have a very clear sense of what it was. It's this sacrificial play where he says something very specific about the last time they interacted, which is no longer when he chopped off three of his limbs on Mustafar. Right. Like, <laughs> unless they don't yeah. interact in this, in which case, who knows how that would play out? Well, BC, on we, this poster, because have <laughs> on this poster, which I believe is the Disney Plus banner, we have what is clearly Darth Vader's lightsaber and Obi-Wan reaching for his. <laughs> so, this is classic Disney misdirection because we thought this was going to be Luke and instead it was Leia. Now, now I, I there I could be there's been so much talk between the two of them about like how much we're going to fight each other that it would be the ultimate deception, which I wouldn't put past them to be like, yeah, no, we've been training to fight each other. We're going to swing swords again. Like, yeah. And then to not do that would be like, ah, clever. Good job. Great. Do, do you think Obi-Wan will use his lightsaber before he fights Darth Vader? No, I don't. I think I I don't want to see him use his lightsaber before he fights Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Like I want because it's going to be a huge moment when he turns it on. Like every fan is going to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's going to be huge. Like the man turned his weapon on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making fun of you. I'm I'm also one of you. <laughs> yeah, no, we are with you. No, I, I don't want to set myself up too much for disappointment, but I don't want to see him light the the his lightsaber up in the next episode. I don't, and I don't think I even want to see it in the fourth episode. I think penultimate, maybe when when we get that. But right now, I'm like, I, he's not there yet. Like to me, this series is about how he's how he's going to be leveling back up, right? How he's going to be reconnecting with the Force and still being able to walk his path that he has while he's watching over Luke and being on Tatooine and being the Obi-Wan Kenobi that that we see certainly in Rebels, who's like, when he has his fight with Maul, you're like, that's a Jedi master who is in tune with 
every part of the force right now. Yeah. Getting ready to fight Darth Maul. So we we have another sort of like pin that we can drop in Obi-Wan Kenobi where we know that he's got to be getting to there eventually. Now that's farther off. That's farther down the line. But to see him taking those steps to going back towards that is what I'm most excited about, I think, with the series. Because it did start him so low. And I loved seeing him like... I'm chopping up fish, pun- literally punching the time clock. I was like, yeah, fantastic. Because all we can do is is level him up from here, right? Like this is video game tutorial to, you know, going to the boss at the end of the fight where all your ski- skill trees are just maxed out. Uh, and there's nothing I, I like more than an arc about a broken middle-aged or old older person coming back into their, uh, you know, into their fighting spirit. I always, it, I, that arc never gets old to me. It's sadly becoming more relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, BC, I, I, uh, in, in going to celebration, I decided to do a light cosplay just so I could wear a lightsaber around. Yeah. I didn't, from the time I bought the ticket and my expensive lightsaber, I didn't drink at all. I started exercising again every day. It was great motivation because I just wanted to feel good watching this this show. Nice. Um, uh, so, so that was that was a blessing from the force to, to be slightly less depressed in the lead up to this show. <laughs> the force keeps on giving. <laughs> but that seeing seeing Obi Wan become Obi Wan again, great. I I. Though I wouldn't mind seeing the lightsaber at any point, I'll, I'll I'll take it where I can get it. I'm, I think it is better serves the story if it waits. Like that's what makes sense to me. That's what makes sense on this poster is like him reaching for that saber. Like now's the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so excited because I have no idea where we're going next episode. Like you said, all the footage we've seen is from the first two. Yeah, we we have no indication of what is next. Like we. We're clearly on an adventure now, so where we land, we don't know. We know that I think Kumail, not Kumail, Haja has dropped a, a good, a good, you know, foreshadowing line that there are people out there who can help you. I think we're going to be encountering those people along the way, which is fun. You know, who else is going to be out there? Is Ahsoka going to show up? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she did. Um, and this is coming from a big Ahsoka fan. I'd kind of be maybe a little disappointed if she did show up. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I don't think it fits in the no. So in, I, I would in the world of the story. Maybe we get Yoda. Maybe not. I mean, we're absolutely getting Qui Gon. Yeah, I, I think I think we got it. We got to. I don't think it's happening in the next episode. I think that's probably closer to penultimate episode as well, where it's like he's when he's about to have to face his toughest test and he's not sure if he's going to be able to do it. That's when his old master will appear and give him, I mean, we're going to get some, some sick Liam Neeson lines being delivered for the first time since 1999. (laughs) Well, I guess he did some lines for, for clone wars. So, so he had a few lines in there, but in person, live action Liam for the first time since the end of the 20th century which is something to look forward to I would say. I'm I'm only I'm only going to say I'm 80% sure that's going to happen though. It ha- I, I think mm, I think there's a, a there's a world in which it doesn't happen and that's part of Obi-Wan's lesson. Mm. Uh, 
But uh, again, I'm 80% sure you're right. I'm just saying I'm not 100% there. Listen, they gave us Chekhov's Spice, and they've given us Chekhov's Call for the Master twice now. I think it's I think it's going to pay off, and I think it's going to be... It may be in the last act, too, which is yeah. really how you use Chekhov's gun. Um, you show him the first <laughs> act, and it gets used in the last one. Uh, so, yeah, having him call out to him a couple times here... I, I don't know. I think I would be disappointed if he doesn't show up at, the, at now. I'd be like, why, why would you do that to me? But that seems like a Book of Boba Fett move, not a Kenobi move. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would. I think I'd like to see him, but I don't need to see him. I I don't know. I'm, I'm rooting for it for you, though, BC. All right, good. And I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate it. Do you have any other predictions? I don't think... Not really. No. No, no, no like, theories. And I try... Not that I try not to, but generally, I found when I try to either have my own theories or or take in other people's theories where it's like, yeah, you know, in... in uh, Book of Boba Fett, you know, Kira, she's gonna be, she's gonna be in there. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And then it doesn't happen. I'm kind of like disappointed. So I try to avoid. I think I'm gonna be trying my best to avoid some of those. Like, here's our wild theories, or like I'll take them with a grain of salt and enjoy them. But I don't want to put my faith in anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I never, I myself never go looking for theories no, or no, reading no, no, about no, them no. because I one, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the. <laughs> The thing about Vader, you know, somehow protecting Leia and this or Anakin, that popped into my head like the immediately when credits started to come up, I was like, oh, my gosh, is Vader going to help save his child? You know, somehow is there going to be a a glimpse of of humanity in there? Um, but man, that that last shot of Obi-Wan <laughs> force connected to Anakin is so good. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I just I believe you know I believe the trauma of the character so much um, yeah and I think I think um, it's just it's just such a rich thing to to draw from and I'm excited to see something like that in Star Wars kind of for the first time um, you, you don't really get like that personal trauma in a real way in other Star Wars no no you you do not and I, and Ewan McGregor's performance you know you were mentioning it. But I mean, just just the reaction shots that he has, like he didn't have to say anything and he's good in these. Yeah. You know, like he he just embodies the character really well in moments when all he's being asked to do is just stand there and react. You're like, OK, yeah, I'm buying all of this. I'm buying the trauma. I'm buying the pain of the 10 years of being isolated on the desert, cut off from everything you once knew. I see that. That's yeah. that is on your face. Well done. Good. Good acting. <laughs> yeah. Good acting, Ewan. And uh, good, I, th- I like the cast in general. I like, uh, yeah, I like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan, we're fans. Thank goodness. This is light I'm so side. so glad it's finally here. This is yeah. light side. Normally we try to balance the force on this here podcast, but you know what? There's not that much dark energy that we could throw at it, so it's a light side show for me. I don't need to go too much farther into that. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank it in Star Wars TV shows? Uh, maybe just considering the first two episodes of other Star Wars. Just the first two TV episodes. Show. I'm still going to go. I think I go rep personal rankings. Rebels. Gindy Clone Wars. Oh, man. But that, yeah. that one's, Those are short episodes. Yeah, it's, but... it's kind of hard for me to qualify that with this just because it is 
it, it almost plays more like a movie to me. But yeah, like, you just want to watch them all. At once. I mean, just that and, and Clone Wars. Like, I'll, I'll put those on par or sort of of the same kind of, you know, from the same cloth. Uh, then I would go Mando. No, I would I would put Kenobi above Mando right now because of my love of Kenobi. With room to fluctuate depending on what happens. Um, Mando, 30 feet of crap, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope there's some... Uh, we weren't huge fans of the Book of Boba Fett. No, no. <laughs> Sorry if you are. Um, there was a lot that I really liked. Mostly I think both of us just saw so much potential on where it was going yeah. or where we thought it was going. And uh, Anyway, I... I I think because episode two of Mando may be my all-time favorite episode of Mando. Um, I love both of those those first two episodes, so it is hard. But I don't know. I, I'm going to have to watch it again, but right now this is my favorite just because the depth of it, you yeah. know. Um, uh, and also, I just couldn't... I'm so excited to see characters get cooler rather than lamer <laughs> by digging into their story. Yeah. I think we're going to get that with Vader. I think this is going to make Vader cool. Um, and I like Reva. I'm stoked to see what happens with her um, and what she's getting at. Oh, so, yeah, I don't know. Lingering question. Sorry. Yeah. Grand Inquisitor. He's definitely still alive. Is he? If Unless it's a different Grand Inquisitor because the Grand Inquisitor... Spoiler, 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 dies in Rebels, which takes okay. place after this. Huh. I'm almost positive. Internet nerds, correct me if I'm wrong. Unless it's okay. a separate Grand Inquisitor who just has the same general look and feel of the one from Rebels. Yeah. Which would be a weird choice right. to make. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's just like he's gut stabbed and is going to come back. Something to track, something to look into. Let's see, we'll send him over to Thundercat, get his guts patched yeah. up. I guess just put I, I put some bits yeah, and bobs in him. Is he? Yeah, yeah, because that's true. Or, or like I'm, I'm digging into my Rebels memory, um, which is fairly recent. But I'm terrible with stuff like this. Yeah, um, I have to watch things like six times for it to stick. He dies. Is... He dies in a fight with Kanan. Okay. As opposed to like facing the wrath of Vader for failing on a mission. Okay, I'm pretty sure I might not be there yet. I'm 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 just starting into the last season of that now. He may be gone by now. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back. I am rewatching some Rebels at the moment because I'm a junkie. But yeah, it's um something to to look into because I was like, yeah. oh, because that was a timeline thing for me. I was like, I don't know if he's dead or not. Anyway, something to track. I, I I hope she, you know, goes goes rogue, goes off on her own. I, I wonder if she's trying to become Vader's apprentice, like if she thinks that's what's owed to her, or if she, yeah, I don't know, just wants to kill a big Jedi, or I think it's deeper than that, but I don't know. Maybe she wants to be Palpatine's apprentice. It is, no, it is It is a, a good uh, thread to follow, to have an antagonist who's got some interesting story about why are they doing what they're doing clearly she wants to please lord vader but there it seems like there's more to it than just pleasing lord vader so that'll be a fun yeah. 
fun storyline to follow. As we go through these next, now I guess, four weeks? Yeah. And whoa, BC. Uh, I can't believe it's this late, but I'm going to give you the secret code for the the giveaway now for this PSA Obi-Wan sticker. Sorry, y'all. You had to listen to that whole thing. Or you were smart and just skipped to the end and kind of looked for it. But the secret code, email us with the subject line, Obi-Wan giveaway. And the secret code is going to be, um, you got anything good? Let's go and let's say the secret code is Chekhov's Spice. Chekhov's <laughs> Spice. You can spell Chekhov however you want. You don't have to Google it. Chekhov's Spice is the code, and that will get you an extra entry. Check our socials for more ways on how to get other entries look we don't have a ton of people who enter these giveaways um so you got a good chance um but yeah thank you so much for listening i hope you're excited as we are out there um and join us again we've we've got hobby talk episode where we'll talk about tops trading cards as always and maybe some about star wars celebration my one day there um and then we'll be back next week to talk about episode three of star wars Obi-Wan. And good news for you, it'll be shorter, dear listener, because it's only one episode. Yeah, I think we actually got out of here at pretty good time, okay. considering how, how excited I was to talk about this. Yeah, me too, and I felt like I had I did a lot of talking, so I apologize if people got well, you were, tired you of the recap. You were giving us a whole rundown, so Thank no, I, right. I, I think that was good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, also, uh, sorry to Book of Boba Fett fans. Apologies. Yeah, and it's not I, thirty feet. I of crap like a lot Boba of it. Fett. It's like five feet of crap, and then Book of Boba Fett. It's not as bad as I made it seem. I did, I liked parts of it very much, and then those parts that I liked very much, they yanked away from me. <laughs> <laughs> they took them away immediately and said, "You can't play there." And I said, "Oh, okay." Anyway, yeah. I'll take more Boba Fett. You know, give it to me. I'll watch it. But yeah, not the hugest fans here in the cargo bay. PBDO loves it. Yep. Yeah, at PBDO. PBDO. You think you could get us out of here? Bebop. Thanks, PBeats. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we're closing up the cargo bay for now. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.